Sotadaf Yudzain, the last thing we were discussing was how the mixture of the dirt and the water is put together. We said that the wa- that the ashes have to be put on top of the water. You have to be able to see it, and and we saw the machloket between Hachamim and Rabbi Shimon. According to Hachamim, the ash the ashes or the dirt, whether it's paraduma or sota, it, it, the ashes or dirt always have to be on second. And uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, if the water gets put on uh, after the dirt, it's still kasher. And with that, we're going to start your design on the olive straight, the first on the page where the Mishnah is. And before I start, I want to explain that there's really three parts to the parasha of Sota. There's the commandment part where Hashem tells Moshe, this is what to do in case of the Sota. Case number two is the, the swears and the curses and the shvot, a lot. And then the third one is where she accepts upon herself uh, the, the curses, the swears, and uh, and everything else. So the the first pasuk starts with kohen. He makes her swear and he tells her if no one was with you and if someone was with you and uh, this will be the halacha. And then then that's pasukim yutet and kaf. Then there's kaf aleph, which tells which tells about the swear where he he tells her this is going to happen to you. You have to accept the swear and this is and etc etc. And then there's part three, which is Kaf Bet, Kaf Gimel, what happens to her afterwards. So with that, the Mishnah starts, The Kohen comes to write the Megillah of the Sota. From where does he start? So this is going to be Tanakamar, he says, from the, Straight from the beginning, but we're going to be skipping. We're just going to write... Um, uh, Half sukim or words here, words there. So he's going to write im lo shachav ish and etc. Vegomer veat kisati tahat ishech etc. Veenokotev he doesn't write that whole beginning part. It says veishbi akohen taisha where he makes her swear. Vechotev yiten Hashem otach lealav v'lishvua and he writes that Hashem is going to make you a swear and ubao amayim arim ha'elim b'me'aich and this water is going to come into your stomach. Let's both beten v'lan piliach to blow up your stomach to make your thighs fall. And he does not write, he doesn't write that part, that's just what he says. So you have Tanakamar Bimir who says, uh, You're just going to uh, write bits and pieces. He, would never, he, wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't stop, he would just write the whole thing. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kol Atzmo Eno Kotev, Ela Yiten Hashem Otach Le'alav Le'shvua. He doesn't write anything except Hashem should make you a swear, a curse. Ubao Amayim Amarim Ha'ele B'me'aich, and the water is going to go into your stomach, etc. Ve'eno Kotev Amera Isha Amen Amen. He does not write that uh, the woman says Amen Amen. So the Gemara starts. Bemai kamiflage. What's the mahlukah between these Tanaim? So really, behai kara kamiflage. They're arguing on the following pasuk. Vechatav et ha'alot ha'ele ha'kohen basefer. The kohen writes these uh, curses in the book. Rabbi Meir Savar alot alot mamash. These curses mamash. Ha'alot that extra hail the rabot kelot about mehamad berachot. It's coming to add even the curses that we understand from the the berachot, where it says uh, if you're clean, uh, then you'll be okay, and we understand that if you're not clean, you won't be okay. Now, when it says the word ele, it's coming lemaotet. It's coming to subtract kelot shebemishne Torah, the curses that are in parashat kitabo, and when it says ha'ele. With extra hey, lemaotet is coming to subtract savaot ve kabalot. Amen. 
it's coming to take away all the, the commandments that the, what the Kohen has to do and all, whatever the woman has to accept upon herself and when she says, Amen. Now, everything like you're saying. However, whenever it says the word it, it's It's coming to add the commandments and whatever she accepts upon herself. So the, And the Gemara explains, Rabbi Meir is not the word it. Rabbi he is Doresh, all these hairs that we added as uh, subtracting, meaning Alot is Alot Mamash, all the curses. Ha'alot is coming to it's coming to take away curses, about that all the curses that you learn through the Berachot, as we explained before, you don't have to write them. Ele, it's coming to it's coming to take away the curses that in, in Mishneh Torah. The extra it's coming to take away the commandments and whatever she accepts upon herself. Now the Gemara asks, according to Bimir, who holds that that extra hair of Ha'alot is coming to add that even curses that we understand through blessings and Ha'ele, the extra hair is coming to say that he does not write the curses in the Mishneh Torah. Why is hair of the Ha'alot? Coming to add, and they have Ha'el, they're coming to subtract. Pick one, it's either one or the other. So the Gemara explains, Rabbi Meir holds He de Gabe de Ribuya, If there's a He by some by the word Alot, which is coming to add, so we're just going to add more. He de Gabe de Mirota, He by the word Ha'el, which is coming to sub, uh, subtract stuff, it's coming to take away Mishneh Torah, then we're just going to Mirota, we're going to add, we're going to subtract more. So the He is just coming to continue whatever that word does. Now the Gemara asks, Does Rabbi Meir not have this concept where from a positive you hear a negative? So then, meaning if you're only writing the, the curses or the bad stuff, then you don't need to write the good stuff because through the good stuff I can understand the bad stuff and the bad stuff are already written. So Amar Bitan Hum, the idea is without a Yud. And there's two ways to understand it. Either hinaki means stay clean, or if you're not going to behave, like the hair can be switched with the head, and like it'll sound like uh, you, you'll choke. So the idea, so really, it is a curse. It is a negative thing, and that's why you, according to Bim, you have to write it. And darash Rabbi Akiva, ish ve'ishash zachu. If they were zocher and they went the right way. And they're clean to each other. Shechina benen shechinas with them. Lo zachu if they're not zochem, meaning they're not going the right path. Esh ochaltan fire eats them. Amar avod isha adifa medeish. The fire of a woman is worse than the man's because high mitzaraf, high low mitzaraf. Because the the fire of a woman, the esh, is right next to each other. Aleph shin and then the he. By the men, it's uh, the, the the yud is uh, splitting up the fire. There's a lot of explanations to this, uh, but I'm sticking to the pshat. Uh, Rabbi explains why the Torah say bring dirt for the sota. Why zachta? If she was zochav, she was a good. If she was good, then yosemi mena ben kavraham avinu. Then she has a son like Avraham avinu. Dechtiv be afar vayefer. He said, I am dust and dirt. If not, she should go back to her dirt, she should die. Because Abraham Avinu said, I am dirt and ashes, his children were zochet to two mitzvot. Number one is Efer para, which is the para, the ashes, and Afar Sota, and the dirt of Sota.
covering the blood of a chicken or a wild animal there it's 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 koshering a mitzvah it's only if something happens then you cover but there's no hana'a there's no benefit of the actual mitzvah by para aduma, a person becomes tahor. By sota, we're able to get the truth. It brings shalom bayit. And if not, then we then we could uh, we could separate her from her husband, so there won't be any mamzerim, and she takes away any disgrace that there might be on her future children. Okay, so there's there's hana and both of them. And because Abraham Avinu said, I'm not taking from a string until a shoelace, his children were to mitzvot. Number one, the string, and number two, the strap of tefillin. Because there's something special. Everyone sees us, they see Hashem, and everyone's scared of us. That's feeling in the head that uh, everyone can see the sheen and everyone gets scared of us. Okay, so there's a hana'a, there's a benefit. So what's the benefit of that blue string? Why is blue different than any other color? Because the blue is like the ocean. The ocean like the sky, and the sky is like Kisaka. They saw the God of Israel, and under his feet came Asir. Under it is like uh, some sort of sapphire stone, and like the sky. We said that Hashem's chair is like the sapphire stone. Next, Mishnah. Eno kotev, he, the coin's not supposed to write it, lo ala luach, not on a piece of wood, velo ala niyar, not on a piece of paper, velo ala diftera, not on animal skin that hasn't been worked, meaning it still needs work to become parchment, ela ala megillah has to be on parchment that we write a sefer Torah on, shene emar basefer, is the word sefer. Uh, meaning it has to be worked correctly. You're not to write with uh, a sap from a tree because the water just melts it. And not with a different type of uh, uh, black dirt. And not any other thing that draws. It has to be the special ink because it, it, has, it has to be... Uh, something that's erasable into, or something that's uh, scratched off and it goes into the water. It has to be writing that's on, that you have to be able to erase it in the water. That's why you can't write with any other uh, ink except the ones that can get erased. And the Gemara starts, The Megillah Vesota that's written at night is Pasul Mai Tama. Why? Because Atya Torah Torah, we have Gzera Shava from what it says in regular laws. Keti Vacha by Sota it says, Ve'asala Koen called HaTorah Hazot, he does the entire Torah. Uchti Vatam, in the case of Zaken Mamre, the elder rabbi who has been arguing on the other rabbis when it comes to non halacha, 
Uh, if he continues arguing, they bring him to the Beit Hamikdash, and eventually, if he continues, uh, they kill him. It says Al Torah Mishpat, and you see that there's a Mishpat over there by Zakir Mamre, and Ma Mishpat Bayom, the same way a regular Mishpat, a judgment is during the day. Af Megillat Sota Bayom, same thing with the Megillah. Sota is also done in the day. And there's a famous Mahloket Rashi and Tosafot. According to Rashi, we learned that the judgment has to be in, during the day from the laws of inheritance. It says, And uh, from Tosafot, you learn it from, You have to kill them while the sun is still out. And therefore, uh, Tosfot says, since I hold, since Tosfot holds that it's a life and death situation, therefore the entire deen has to be done during the day, nothing done at night. But if you go like uh, like Rashi, you could start it off during the day and end it off at night. Number two, Rabbi explains, Ketaba If you wrote it out of order, Pesula. Why? You have to write it, Kidichetiva, the way it's written in the Torah, that's the way you write it on the cloth. Another thing Rabbah said, Ketaba kodem shetekabel alea shevua, if the Kohen wrote the Megillat Sota before she accepted upon herself the swear, Pesula, then it's no good, Shneemar Vishbiya, and then Vehakach Vekatav, and then he writes. Another thing Rabbah said, Ketaba Igeret, if you wrote the Megillah, like a regular letter without lines, you're supposed to write lines, and uh, he didn't do it, then Pesula. Why? Because Basefra Amara Hamana, it has to be like a Halakha Moshe Messina where the Torah needs lines, same idea, the Megillah Sota also needs lines. And over here, there's a fascinating Tosafot regarding the Sirtut, according to Rashid Tosafot, any three words from the Torah needs uh, a line under it, and the same thing even for Megillat Sota. The only thing that you don't have to is uh, Tefillin, because that's just Halakha Moshe Misinai. And Tosafot brings up a question, would uh, making lines after it's written work or not? There's the famous Rabbeinu Tam that says that only Mezuzah and Megillat Esther need lines under every single word and pasuk, but other places all you need is lines on the sides, on the top, on the, the right, the left side, and at the bottom. And the Sefer Torah needs every line just because they're trying to make it look nice. That's Rabbi Nutam's Shita. But according to Rabbi Eliyahu Atzarfati, there's no reason to make lines under a letter. Uh, meaning if, if, if someone's writing a letter to someone, he quotes a pasuk, he doesn't need to make a line. The only time you would have to make line is if you're writing a pasuk, let's say, for, to make a drasha out of it. This is a very fascinating uh, halakha, especially when people uh, like send out invitations. Does it apply to even, even things that are printed, or or is it just things that are written with uh, with a dio on a cloth? Very good. I'd look into the sugya next on the top of it. Ketava al dapin. If he ran out of room and he wrote it on two separate uh, cloths or on two uh, uh, two columns, pesula. Why? Because Hashem said in the Torah, book, not two or three books. And also over here, Tosfot pipes in and he says, um, by get, we said if it's written on two, three pages, it's okay. Why over here it's not? And he explains that either we could say by get, if there's two, three pages connected together before it was written, then it's uh, okay. But there's also Tosfot in Lachot, says you cannot compare the Halachot of Sotat to Get. There's different criteria. Next, 
Rabbi said, Katav otahat umahak otahat. If the Kohen wrote one letter and then he erased one letter, Vichatav otahat umahak otahat, then he wrote another letter, erased it, and so on until he finished the entire parasha. Pesula. Why? Because Zod has to do the entire Torah and then erase it. Not one letter erase, one letter erase, one letter erase. It doesn't work that way. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.